Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navar. Today our guest is John Howell. Welcome to the show, John. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Good. So John is the president of Data Experience in Southern California. He's been developing solutions in FileMaker since 1992. His personal goal is a very admirable one, which is to create the most intuitive user experience in the world. Set your sights big. His clients include Apple Computer, Amgen, Genentech, and Stanford University. He leads a team of developers in um, Southern California building uh, data solutions for all these clients. He's formerly trained as a robotics engineer and also is an accomplished graphic designer and professional sales trainer, all of which comes in handy in FileMaker. He's got a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from San Jose State University and is a regular speaker at FileMaker DevCon. So, John, the reason you're on the show today is to talk about FileMaker Bootcamp, which until DevCon this year, I didn't know what that is. So what is it? So FileMaker Bootcamp is uh, an opportunity for people to come in of all, all skill levels, but generally junior level FileMaker developers or people wanting to learn FileMaker with kind of an ambiguous IT background to come in and learn not just FileMaker, but a whole robust set of skills that will make them more powerful professional and respectable in the IT community, starting from um, understanding basic relational design all the way up to uh, very complex requirements documentation that are required on big projects. Okay. We focus not only on FileMaker, but about half of the work is focused on IT uh, general concepts that, that a lot of FileMaker developers don't have. And we've, we've, we've been doing this four years now. This will be um, the, uh, the probably the largest one we've had so far. And we've had people who've had six weeks of FileMaker background, up to 15 years of FileMaker background, and even the, the more senior people learned a tremendous amount because we taught them things that you just really don't have access to in, in the general FileMaker community. So whose idea was it to put this together? Not mine, actually. My, uh, my best friend, Ray, um, was watching me after I had been on site at a biotech for years as um, their lead consultant and FileMaker when things got slow and I went my own way. He said, you know, you're either going to get a job with a company or you're going to bring people into the company and build a company. But as a single person, there's only so much you can do. So he encouraged me to to find a way of bringing skilled talent into my company and and building it. And I immediately said, well, you know, that's kind of hard to do. Most people, if they're doing FileMaker, they've already got a gig, and the, and the good people are already you know, picked off and selected. It's hard to find good people. He said, well, then you're going to have to train them your own way. And I know that you're so uh, particular about your methods, John, that, the, that you're going to want to retrain anybody anyhow. So why don't you set up some kind of educational opportunity and bring people in, bring them in for free, bring them in cheap, teach them what you know, and then hmm. see who sticks. And the people you get along with, then you keep training them more and, and cultivate a team. So it's kind, so of we a, started, kind of a veiled uh, attempt to just to hire the best staff and train the best staff then? Yeah, and but, you know, it wasn't veiled. We um, we did the, the first one again four years ago, and mm-hmm. we just had a few people. And then we had a few more people. And then last year we had 28 people. First thing we do, the first day everybody sits down, is everybody introduces themselves because it's kind of an intimate setting. We do it mm-hmm. in my home. We've been doing it in my home all along. And we say, okay, so tell us about your background. Tell us about your strengths and weaknesses, and we start by t- talking about ours. And then we right off the bat, we said, here's the deal. Sign an NDA, because whatever you show us that you've done is, is you know private and whatever we show you uh, mutually. And then let, let's talk about why we're doing this. We're trying to find good people to work in this company. But we don't expect anybody to stick, even if we don't pick up one person. It's, it's a good contribution to the community. Everybody will learn something. They'll enhance their skills and move forward. So it's a, it's a give back, and at the same time, not veiled at all, we're looking for good people. If I can 
bring in 20 people and train them. And two of those people match our standards and have the, the skill set, personality type, the combination that works for my company, then I'm really happy to take on those two people, train them, pay them well, and build a company. And Great. the rest, you know, bless them on their way. We, all, we end up on one thing, not just uh, uh, doing it ba- based on just, just giving back in a, uh, in a purest fashion. What, what we do is we also raise the standards in the community. So when people leave here, they understand naming conventions, they understand anchor buoy, they understand relational design better, they know how to make a more tightly organized uh, system. So hopefully we're, our intention is to raise the community standards in FileMaker in general. And then if I have to have, have to take over the work that one of the people gone through boot camp have done, I'll, I'll know a little about what they've done because they've learned something from being here. It'll be a little stylized towards um, standards that are, that are shared in the community. See, I love that idea of raising the standards in the community. That's exactly what I'm trying to work towards in doing this podcast and also in doing the FM Pug Group in Portland to try to, you know, regularly bring new ideas on to raise the standards and and also to get FileMaker developers to accept standards that have been established in other industries. Um, One of the things I know that you cover, and let's Mm -hmm. talk about that in a second, is exactly what else you cover, is you talk about the normal forms, which you'd never hear talking about at DevCon and other places. Right. That's something normally you get in um, in an educational environment when you're studying database theory in, in a, as a, uh, a math major or something. Mm-hmm. But in the FileMaker community, because we all come from eclectic backgrounds, I mean, most of us have degrees that are not direct, directly computer science backgrounds. Mine's in engineering, but it's mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. I can put gears together, right? Uh, and I can make combustion furnaces, and I can build robots, but I never stu- studied database theory. So I had to go back to school and learn this. And... So one of the very first things we teach at, at FileMaker Bootcamp is first normal form through sixth normal form in condensed fashion, and we tailor it um, in terms of FileMaker development. So here's the normal forms, how you do with any database, and this is how you would apply them to FileMaker. Mm-hmm. Later on in, 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 uh, in the, in the Bootcamp, we also talk about complex reporting, and we talk about outer joins, left outer joins, inner joins, and the kind of joins that FileMaker makes uh, natively and the kind that it kinds that they that it does not make so some mm-hmm. of the joins that are built into database applications like oracle um, aren't possible natively in filemaker you have to actually make a, a procedure to to create them so we talk about that so when we're even going back to the basic normal forms we say we're going to talk about them in terms of reporting later and tie it in to understand that s- some things in filemaker work a little differently but you really don't have the limitation if you have the skill set you can kind of force filemaker to produce any type of join or any kind of result that you want mm-hmm. by tying it together. What else do you cover? This year, we're going to do it a little differently. We've compressed this year's. So it used to be 10 days long, and we found that that's a, a little bit long a little during long. the holidays. Then we took like down five grand a day per person, right? <laughs> no, it's, it was, it's really inexpensive. Now, again, we used to do this for free, but now we've, we've taken the price down. We were going to do it at Pepperdine. I'll chat about that for a second. We had set this whole thing up at Pepperdine, but it, it cost for, for a seven-day class, which was what we were going to do, um, $2,000 just to pay Pepperdine for room and lodging and um, facilities, so these beautiful lecture halls. Right. We're finding that the economy does, can't really support that. Right. Uh, so we were going to charge 2000 for the training and 2000 for lodging, so it was four grand. And with the downturn in the economy right now, um, really nobody can afford that. So we're taking it back to my house. We're going to make it inexpensive. We're going to do it for three days this year. Um, in compressed fashion, and uh, we're going to charge 500 bucks for the uh, three days, and that includes food. And then we're say, hey, there's an overflow day on Thursday. It's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. For those who want to stay an extra day, hey, an extra 100 bucks will cover the stuff that we, we couldn't really cover. 
Um, so, so people just stay at a nearby mo- hotel or something then? Yeah, we've got a list of hotels they can stay at, at, at locally that are really inexpensive. And um, we've got uh, we've got some people from FileMaker going to be paying us a visit, talking oh. about some things too. So we have FileMaker having a presence here. One of the things I, I lecture about at uh, DevCon often is Anchor Buoy. And this year we're hoping to get a, a lecture, a presentation at DevCon around session model and separation model. So we're going to build from day one a, a system from scratch that one of the students has already put before me that has to do with a particular type of invoicing. And we're going to start from, from scratch with FileMaker. We're going to do a presentation on Anchor Buoy relational graph design. Then we're going to start to build the system with Anchor Buoy. Then I'm going to present on this is a ses- session model versus the concept of a separation model, a distribution model, or other types of file structures. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to continue to build this system with Anchor Buoy in a session model type of design. Then we're going to do the scripting that makes it, makes it happen. So we'll do a presentation of one concept, then add to the model and build this, this demo file. Go back to another presentation on the next step and then build on top of that. At the end of the three days, we'll have the system built that will actually allow each of the students to participate in. Because once we give the presentation on Anchor Buoy, I'll say, okay, Joe, come over here and uh, add these tables and tie them together in a relational graph in front of everybody. Everybody gets to participate. We build this whole system. Everybody gets to take it home. They've got something to dissect. We'll, we'll bring in some custom functions. We'll import some standard scripts. We talk about standard scripting. We'll follow very strict conventions because I have a very strict um, naming convention. I've, I've followed the FileMaker uh, general standards that in the documentation on their website. I've uh, adopted it a little to Salience standards who, who helped contribute to that. And then mm-hmm. we've, we've deviated a bit from that into um, data experience standards, which are um, just kind of a tweak on normal community standards that are a little more robust, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So we'll build it based on those standards all the way through. In the end of three days, we'll have a system that that, that has a lot of um, the things that we teach in the coursework built right into it. And then we, we spend um, about a half a day on documentation. We'll talk about business analysis, um, doing discovery work, use cases, class attributes, uh, functional specifications, non-functional specifications, UML diagramming, project management. You're throwing um, out a lot of terms that I have... Right. Learn from other parts, other things. I think a big part of this is these are things you've learned from other places. But you're yeah. bringing up terms that I've never hear at DevCon. You wouldn't, yeah. You and wouldn't. So that's, that's why we're It's interesting. Um, so it doesn't seem like you really compete with either the FileMaker Professional Training Series or DevCon. This is really more of a complementary. How do you, how do you see that? Absolutely. We, we don't compete with any of it. Um, the truth is I take my training from Platinum members such as yourself people who are doing the, the professional training series in FileMaker, mm-hmm. for my certification every time it comes out, I tell everybody you need to do that. You need to go find a professional trainer. That's not what I do. That's not what we do here. Uh, I go to DevCon every year. In fact, this year, uh, I think we had four people go to DevCon because they had been to FileMaker Boot Camp who would not have gone otherwise. Wow. So we encourage everybody to participate as much as you can afford time-wise and, and budget-wise to, to take all the training you can. Get cross-trained. Go get certified. Go to DevCon. Come to boot camp every year. And when people come to, to uh, now, you know, it went from free to 500 bucks. But uh, And we're having one in um, in Boston, uh, FileMaker Boot Camp in Boston in April. And that's going to go to 750 But once you've gone to it, if you come back the following year, you get a, a radical discount to come back. Because we want people to come back, bring what they've learned, contribute, maybe speak at the thing, help out, and help build it. 
So we want to make it really, really affordable. But we cover absolutely cover things you will not get at the professional training series. You will not hear at DevCon because they're not all FileMaker-centric tools that we present. They're things you need, especially around the documentation and business analysis and how to work with customers, mm-hmm. right? how to manage a project, stuff that you really need to move forward in your profession, whether you're an, uh, an in-house developer or a contract developer or working for another uh, develop, FileMaker development house. They're things you need when you deal with customers. Right. So, so we're trying to get who, who is speaking at it? This uh, you see the one in December, and then also the one in April. Who's going to be talking? Well, the one in December is going. I, I do a fair amount of the presentations myself. I'll be mm-hmm. honest about that. Joe Scarpetta, who's graduated from FileMaker Bootcamp, who has um, fifteen years of FileMaker and web background, and spoke very successfully at DevCon last year. He'll be presenting. We do have a few people from FileMaker. I know Lexi Folger is going to be here speaking on ESS and file maintenance. Uh, Stephen Gallagher is going to be here talking about um, uh, project management. And um, we're uh, hoping for two other FileMaker people to attend as well. Cool. We've got a couple graduates of our program. Zach Kane, who works at Apple Computer, will be uh, speaking. I'm not exactly sure what that subject is now. We're having, uh, hopefully, Scott, News- Scott Newton from San Francisco, who's one of the best experts at the session model, and him and I are colleagues. He and I have go back about nine years in FileMaker, and he'll be coming down to speak on session model. And um, I think that's that's the package. We were going to have, uh, when we had originally planned at Pepperdine, to bring in some other trainers, but since we're scaling it back, we're going to make it a little simple. And we already have more material than we could possibly cover in three days. We're going to condense it, and again, that's why we're having an overflow day. And this will actually be the shortest FileMaker boot camp that I've ever had. It's never been less than seven days. And uh, we'll, we're going to try it for three to four here, take that to Boston, and you know keep um, evolving it according to what the, the crowd seems to like. And we have to keep in, in, in mind the state of the economy, the, the new releases of FileMaker, the, the, the ever-changing ebb and flow of the community. Mm-hmm. And plus the evolving standards that are being adopted. Exactly. Right now, we've got a lot of explosive growth in things like web viewer techniques, and a lot of different, exciting different plugins are coming out. Web services is a pretty exciting thing. We'll be, we're going to be starting a new segment on this program, talking about WSDLs each week, for us because there's so many of them. Great. In, integrating web services. When Joe comes to our boot camp, we are going to be talking about um, web services and um, and integrating into some web. So there'll be a little, there'll be a, a bit of that. Uh, here at our at our, our session as well. That does seem to be really a big thing. The whole WSDL thing and web services is really really becoming big, isn't it? It extends FileMaker with a lot of power with not a whole lot of effort. That's the kind of the magic combination. Well, so I really look forward to hearing that that uh, next podcast when you guys are going to be talking about that. So, um, what are your plans for next year for next December? Next year. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, a year out. I don't know. We we. It's now uh, November 2nd here, and we have everything ready to go. Um, all the sessions are planned for uh, boot camp this year, but I need to see what happens in the coming year. It, it gives us about uh, nine months to plan it, and if it grows well, then we'll, uh, we may take it back to a facility like Pepperdine, or we may keep it simple like this. Um, get this, the, the one thing people were sad about when we went to Pepperdine is that part of the experience of boot camp is 
is that everybody gets to, to work together and cook together. Every, everybody's either cooking a meal or washing dishes. It's mm-hmm. very intimate, very close. Mm-hmm. You get to know people. By the time you leave here, you have 20 or 30 people you kind of uh, bonded to. You get to know them. They keep in touch. At, uh, at DevCon, we had, I think, 12 people go to uh, DevCon who had been through boot camp just last year, and we had a reunion dinner, and it was just like the sweetest, sweetest thing. So... Part of me is afraid to, to, to grow it outside of my home because we lose that that sense of, of intimacy and closeness and, uh, and, and interaction. You know, something you can't quite get at DEF CON because it's just too many people. There's just too much to do. And some people are saying that's going to even be less intimate at DEF CON this year because they're not having it at a resort facility. People will be able to leave as they please at night. Yeah, there'll be a little bit of freedom. That's going to be interesting to see how they balance that because it's it's just two blocks away to the cable cars on Powell Street in San Francisco, right? So we could just jump on and go to the wharf. Um, I think that'll be an interesting. I think people are going to actually hang out with other people from DevCon. I think it's going to maybe you'll you'll be interacting with a smaller number of people, but you're going to be interacting a great deal more with the with the people that you do spend time with. So I don't know. I think it's going to be all to the good. Well, well, we're going to see. Sounds like sounds like fun. I grew up in San Francisco. That's my hometown. So okay. um, I know it really well. I know where I know where to run off to. <laughs> But at the same time, when you when you pay the money you pay to go to DevCon and you take the time out and you're in that that hotel at 150 bucks a night, you're like, I want to be here for the goods. Uh, I, I think the people who are really there to to learn and grow are probably aren't going to leave the building except at an evening time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I expect as well. People will be the mo- the most important valuable part of it. I think is the sessions. So certainly, as a speaker, that's what I try to put all my effort into is getting really good content for the sessions. It takes a lot of work to prepare a session for DevCon, doesn't it? Yeah, it's worth it though. It's worth it. I, I, I put so much time into, into presenting those. And then um, th- this coming year, I'm really hoping, because I know you've spoken on the separation model at mm-hmm. DevCon. Was that last year? Yeah, that was this last one. Yeah. Did you have a, a large turnout? Was that, was that a big session? Yeah, it was a lot of people. Actually, I think it was even more people than my other session, which was on uh, expanding search techniques. Oh, cool. That's cool. We should compare notes. Um, no one's ever spoken on the session model, and, I, and I've asked FileMaker to have you do it the last several years. And um, I think if I combine something where it talks about the session model in context of separation, distribution, and table-to-table model, that they, they might hold it. Because um, I think it's important to, uh, to know all those different approaches to things. I'm going to bring you back on the podcast to talk about the session model and the table-to-table model. Oh, great. We can compare and contrast those. these things. I think it would be really valuable because I didn't touch on those things at all in my session. Well, you've worked in the separation model, right? Yeah, that was in a your- major part of the success that we got at pre-1 was by implementing the separation model to allow upgrades really easily. It has a huge benefit there. Well, we really should talk more about that because I have not worked so much in the separation model. I've worked in the session model, but there's such huge overlap there. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things I try to flesh out in FileMaker Bootcamp. Let's talk about that. People come and they ask those questions. And I'm like, let's talk about that, but let's talk about it in terms of the, the greater IT community because, you know, in, in the real world, um, you don't have a unified file format in Oracle like this. You know, Oracle's a bunch of text files with an application overlay. So everything is a, is separation, right? It's, it's so when you're doing the separation model, it's a lot more like more traditional uh, approaches to to software development. Mm-hmm. And we try to put that in terms of like, so you're going to go to work at Amgen, you're going to go work at uh, in a. Uh, AT&T, and you're going to be putting in some FileMaker thing, and you're going to be talking to data warehousing folks who don't understand FileMaker speak. So you need to understand these file structure concepts and these different procedural concepts and and, and uh, documentation that that you don't get in the FileMaker community to look intelligent. I- I'll be honest. I worked at Amgen on-site for years, and every time I went to a meeting and they talked about 
about the greater IT infrastructure, and they would hold these meetings where they'd have nine or 11 different tools being discussed in one meeting, and I was the one FileMaker guy. I felt like I looked really ignorant in front of those people. I did not know what they were talking about. I was forced for the trees. They talked to me, and I would look so small. And, and those, those meeting after meeting every month that I went to mm-hmm. uh, got under my skin. I thought, you know, I really need to, to educate myself to be, if I'm going to keep this as my, my primary tool, to look like I belong in this infrastructure is just as important a tool and it's respectable. And so that really helped urge me forward into bringing in more general IT knowledge in the FileMaker Bootcamp. I think it's real important for all of us to have that. And uh, one, one reason we're, at, we're actually moving forward and FileMaker has been so supportive of us as they had is they've been talking about it at, at their headquarters about how important it is for FileMaker to look really much uh, more integrated in the larger IT community and how we need a professional presence. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm doing everything I can to move this to like, you know, a FileMaker University type of concept. Now, it, we're, we're not a university, and we're this small right. thing, and we're still running it in my home, but con- conceptually, we're trying to bring this kind of university standard of understanding of knowledge base for developers in the community. It's so important. Uh, so I want to, whatever this turns into, uh, I'm not so attached to it being being the way it is as, as it happening, because I think the FileMaker community needs it, and it's really, really fun to be part of. Well, I really look forward to coming to this in the future. It sounds great. Good. So so you're asking about next year because maybe we can get you to come next year, right? Yeah, or maybe even in April. I don't think it's possible for December this year. but uh, No, no. It's, and we're full, by the way. We, I mean, we have one person had, had to uh, bow out the other day, but we actually have a full house. People generally don't cancel. We have mm-hmm. one seat left, um, and that's why we're going to a, to a, a waiting list for, for Boston. But having you in Boston would be great. That would be wonderful. If you wanna, we'll talk about that. Okay. So let's move on to our next segment, which is It's Not FileMaker. This is where we just talk about something from elsewhere in life. Ah. So, so, so what, do you, what do you have for us today? Um, well, the big thing for me, although it, 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 it's small, is that I'm really enjoying watching Saturday Night Live on the web because I can't find what station it's on on my, uh, my cable TV, and I'm generally too busy at that hour. So uh, NBC slash uh, Saturday Night Live, and I'm getting to watch all the the parodies on the political uh, <laughs> front going on right now during the, the uh, presidential election campaign. Yeah. Boy, I think the parodies really put Saturday Night Live back on the map again lately because it kind of was not doing so well in the last few years, but that really uh, breathed yeah. some new life into it. So you don't I've, have TiVo? Uh, no, I don't. You know, I live pretty simply. I don't even have an iPod, my God. No, I have 11 computers and a, a gazillion monitors and a, a gym and a, an SUV. That's about my life. Very simple. We get out to the beach. I'm, I'm 15 minutes from the ocean. I don't, how far is the ocean from you up there in Portland? About an hour and a half. An hour and a half. So I go to the, the beach almost every day and walk on the beach and enjoy the sunset almost every night. Uh, go to the gym and and develop. So uh, I do have a. I think I've got a knockoff iPod for the gym, but uh, no. See, I would say no. with eleven computers, you couldn't really qualify for a simple lifestyle. <laughs> it's just kind of focused. Maybe a little more old school. I don't know. And I would uh, further say that my iPhone has actually worked to simplify my life. For example, when anytime I'm in a social gathering, I sit and I play games on my iPhone, which has uh, simplified my life greatly because now I have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you get lots of friends. How many people are coming to your uh, to your FM Pug group up there? Oh, we get about twenty to forty people every month. That's almost the attendance of uh, FM Disc. That's huge. Yeah, although the Wedge, they have a meeting at the Wedge. They get sixty, seventy people coming. So do they really? Yeah, they have a wow. really big following there. Well, of course, you know you've got all the FileMaker staff, but I think actually it's 
I don't know how many FileMaker people come to it. I think it's mostly people who are developers in the uh-huh. nearby community. Well, that is the headquarters. Well, I, I lead the FM Pug LA group down here in Los Angeles. And you know, we do have FM Discs, so a lot of professionals are going to that. And we ours is more of a user group, and we're trying to promote a more a rich environment. But it, it's also mm-hmm. young. We've only been doing it for about six months. So my It's Not FileMaker thing is the Sennheiser headset. Yes. I've been doing more recording more podcasting and i use it actually even just uh, with skype to for all the uh, conference calls that i'm on so that i can have uh, really good quality headphones and i use it to listen to music so it solved all those problems for me really nicely there's, there's several different models they make uh, behind the ear the kind the one ear kind and the over the ear ones and the one that i got is a gaming headset the microphone is really good and but mostly i really like the quality of the headphones and being that it's USB, I can just plug it into my computer. don't have to worry about any other audio. Well, you're a professional musician, right? So you've got, you've got strong reason to have really quality, quality audio. Yeah, I really just like listening to music a lot when I work. Actually, I kind of find that if I'm programming alone and, there's, and I'm not having a conversation and working with someone at my desk, it's almost like I can't focus on the programming unless I have music to provide sort of a tempo, you know? Nice. Well, we've gotten way off topic now. Yeah. So I thank all of our listeners for hanging in there. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks for joining us, John. Thank you. 